0: It is page 172, Kuf Ayan Bays in Igris, whereby Rosh Nisan, which is a little bit ahead, but, you know, we'll circle back at some point, of Shin Lamed Gimel 50 years ago. The Rebbe writes to somebody who has recently helped put out some volumes of Lekutei Sechas on the Parsha, uh, organized by Parsha Sashibuah. I don't think it says anywhere here who he wrote to. One of the people involved in organizing them. Shalom Bracha. the Rebbe says, Lekutei on time and with pleasure, I received the volumes of the Kutta Sechas that you published. And that I was happy. I hope that these things accomplish what they're supposed to. Uh, appropriate or in line with what my The point is doing things. What's the point about the Sechas? Because the Sechas are not supposed to be academic. I'm hoping that by the fact that you're printing them and people read them, and that people are going to do more mitzvahs. That there'll be a sapa in Kiyama mitzvahs and in uh, chizik and hidur bekiya mitzvahs. So the rebbe says, "I'm very glad you printed it. I hope it has its effect." The the rebbe is not just trying to print words here; he's trying to change people in a positive way. It's, a, it's certainly um, it's certainly extra. It's certainly unnecessary for me to go into length. At the I certainly don't have to tell you people who are involved in organizing the Sihas, how important how, how much the is, how much action is the most important thing, and how uh, there's an incredible merit that comes to people who do actions specifically regarding terah and teres and mitzvahs, how important terah and mitzvahs and promoting them are. I don't have to tell you it says and also what is well known is the following parish of and this is the part of the letter that we're going to spend some time on. We have here the Sugib Schnnaima batalis. Uh, I certainly have heard a couple of the bi-urim in Uh, there are a lot. This is one of them that is a slight twist that I haven't seen before, done exactly this way. I'm going to show you a few of them today. But this is the one that I've mentioned. In the letter, he says, certainly people know, uh, for background, this is uh, this is in Bav Metziah, it's a Mishnah. It says two people are both holding a talis, one person, so each one says, it's entirely mine, I found it, it's entirely mine. And so the halacha is that each one has to take an oath, each one takes a shvuah. That they uh, that they that it's theirs, and then they split the talis in half. That's the din of Shnai Mux and the talus. <clears throat> so shnei and the talis. who are makif. The talus represents the or the all-encompassing light of God. Hu and And this is the good, the Tzatev, This is the spark that's found in the physical world. Why is the or the spark that's found in the physical world? That's the uh, that that that's that's the divine spark because er Male wouldn't be comfortable in something that is uh that is a uh, a um. Well, wow, you can tell you can tell what kind of a you can tell what kind of a part of my head. Only Ar Makov is capable of going into Gashmius and making Gashmius. Uh, and our Pnimi requires a fitting Kli. So you can only have a proper vessel for a light. Uh, you can only have a proper vessel for a light that is fit for that vessel. And so there is no vessel in the physical world that can hold divine light. There is no proper vessel. There is no proper Kli for the R of God in this world. So the only thing that can fit in this world is our seviv, the Armakiv. So makiv is what powers Gashmias, because our doesn't uh, isn't actually present all the way down here very much, uh, only in very select places. And Gashmias, generally speaking, we're powered by Seviv, the thing that doesn't care whether you're high or low. <clears throat> so this divine spark comes from Makiv. It comes from this level of seviv. Uvosh Naimbo submits to the then two people come. And they do a mitzvah by Gashmias. <speaking in Hebrew> they are they do a birur. they uh, they fix this mitzvah, they winnow it out. Shuhu <speaking in Hebrew> and it is it was formerly trapped in Gashmias. Vehema is a mitzvah, these people doing the mitzvah. So these two people did it together, they're a team. <speaking in Hebrew> two people did a mitzvah together, and they redeem it they redeem this divine spark from its exile. And also, the thing itself is now saved. So they've redeemed the spark and also the item. So, I don't know. Two people decide that they're going to give tzedakah together. Now, in the action of giving tzedakah, they've taken coins that could have been used for anything, <clears throat> and they have liberated the divine spark in those coins. They also have fixed the coins. The coins themselves, in addition to having now a liberated divine spark, have been used for a proper purpose. So they're also nizdakech <clears throat> mechomriyoso. It's not really a physical coin anymore. There's something special about it. <clears throat> Because this coin, which is the example I'm using, was used to fulfill God's intent in creating the entire world. It's not just that the spark gets saved, also the item gets saved. So these two people they worked together and they have saved a piece of physicality and a piece of spirituality. They've saved a divine spark and they've also saved something physical. <laughs> these two nishamas, they then come. <clears throat> these two nishamas, they then come to the next world. These people die. After 120 years, and they go to Shemayim. Mechs and And they're both holding this ur They're both holding the priest of Malka. Alka is a Lashen It means, uh, it's the same word as parsa. It's the divine curtain. The curtain of the king. The dress of the king. They're holding this ur I have to turn the page. Next. They're holding the ur in the next world, loading the next page. Here we go. This is the spark which was in Gashmius, which as we said earlier, needs to be in Arseviv because Namale doesn't really fit into Gashmius because the Kalim are not good enough. So these people, they fixed they, they fixed this coin and now they hold the Nitzitz, they hold the spark, this talus, this makif, and they say to God, I found it. And each one says that they were responsible for it because indeed they did the mitzvah together. And the These two people are both holding the talus. This one says, I found it. I'm the one who liberated this divine spark. And he, with his Aveda, was able to fix that spark. And the other one says, nah, I found it. He worked very hard to make sure that this Gashmish was in his Each one claims that the entire credit belongs to me. From here we have a limud. Here we learn, and the Allah is eventually that they end up splitting it. So we see that everybody gets their just reward. I will note that in the middle of this drusha, the Rebbe, is quoting directly from uh, from Kuntres what Limura He's quoting directly from the free the Rebbe. I found I found the original, so he's quoting directly. the The, the narrative changes in the middle. You might have noticed. Originally, we were talking about two people who are holding on to a mitzvah and each saying that they did it. And in the middle here, he says that uh, It sounds like it wasn't exactly two people doing the mitzvah together, it was that each of them are claiming a different role in the mitzvah. One is claiming that he liberated the divine spark, and the other one's claiming that he fixed the gashmias. And the Rebbe's twist here, which is really the Friedrich Rebbe's twist, because this is a direct quote, is that both claims are considered valid and both people get their rewards, which is not necessarily how we see this in other places. So, this is one of the unique parts of this letter and, uh, and this particular take on Steinmuchsen that the role of fixing physicality and the role of liberating spirituality from physicality are both considered equal partners in the process of, um, in the process of doing birur. Anyway, just like the brachas of these days, because that's for the Rebbe, although we're a couple weeks behind. is You should have this, you should be done the way of freedom from all things that can confuse you. Certainly there's no one free, except for someone who is keeping So that's the Rebbe's letter. This, um, see, he told you, disconnected me, it's fine, I have notes. Um, this discussion sent me off looking for more Shneimochs and stuff, and especially the Fidikareba. I did a search on it at the Chachma just to see how many times the Fidikareba talks about the Sugi, and it's in almost every year of his Maimarim, There's at least one Maimer where the Fidikareba gets into this Indian, and he does it a little differently every time. I wanted to show you a few examples so you can get a broader scope of how far Chasidis takes Shneimochs and Vitalis. So this one up here is from Leilu Mihealdem. It is from the Yertaf Sadik Tzadik Aleph. So it's a, a Maimer from Fidikareba, and he does things a little bit differently here. <clears throat> he says, at <speaking in Hebrew> the second line. <speaking in Hebrew> they teach this in Shemaim. So they teach in heaven. There's also a uh, there's a heavenly based medrash. And in the heavenly based medrash, the Masiftaqiya, the they teach the Sugiyas of this world. Why do they teach our Sugias? What are they doing above Mitsia? And the answer is it's shayach to them at their own level. So here's how they teach it in heaven. If you've ever been curious, how it's taught in Shemaim, <clears throat> The way they teach it in Shemaim is. The Talis is bichin makik. We talked about this. Very similar to our letter. These are the sparks that fell by shvidas Sakalim. <clears> the <throat> Two people. This is beid neshamas b'ir nitzu This is much more the traditional shnai Moksen. So I said in the last letter, in the letter that we saw, it looks like each one's claiming a different part of the mitzvah. And this one, the filikadev says, they're each claiming they did the mitzvah together. They simply worked together to do a mitzvah. Uh, this is especially, I mean, I, I was thinking, we just coming out of Purim, the way Matanas Lev works, everybody donates to causes together. This is very much something that we just came out of. We. Uh, it's collaborative. Purim is collaborative in nature. When two souls, are one Nitzutz, they both worked on that one spark. See, he uses the examples. They did a mitzvah together, or they redeemed a captive together, or they did tzedakah together. Or maybe they affected another person. They were both involved in helping somebody get closer to Yiddishkeit. Each side claims that they're the ones responsible for it after 120 years. They took that spark from Klippa. And each one says, it's entirely to my credit. The other nishama says, no, I did it all by myself. He says, that's the Prateh Allah So what we get out of this mimer that I think adds a little bit on top of what we had from the letter, is that we have a couple examples. Collaborative tzedakah projects where everybody donates together toward a cause, like pidyon Shui tzedakah, or a simple mitzvah done together, or multiple people have an effect on an individual and help them get closer to mitzvahs. these are all valid cases of Shnayim Uchzin. Note that we do not yet, in any of these, the letter, the mimer, and also in the mimer I'm about to show you in a second, have a of drush on what the halacha is, which is the halacha is What does that look like? It, each one gets half of the schar haba? Unclear. I'm going to tell you the answer at the end. Just teaser. Okay. This is also a mimer from the Fridh Kareba. This is from the year Tav Shin Hei. And then in this mimer... He does it in a totally different direction. Really cool. This one he focuses not so much on two people doing a mitzvah together, but on two people making a bal Now that was hinted to in the previous mimer, where he said that they can make somebody feel a little stronger about Terran and mitzvahs. But here the Fridic Rebbe hits the theme of saving a soul and calling the soul, the person who was saved, this uh, this Baal tshuva, calling him the divine spark that they each claim, because everybody also has a divine spark in them, that the talus that they're holding is the Balchuva they made. Look at this here. So once again, he starts with this introduction in the heavenly base Medrash. They learn this differently. Okay, Okay, I'm at the second paragraph. They have a question. Both of them, when they were down here, they took a sinner and they made him from, they made somebody from. These are two people who both changed someone's life. It was entirely because of, that they strengthened him. They took a Shabbos and now we keep Shabbos. And that wasn't because of the effect of one person. Two people worked on taking this Machael Shabbos and making him a Shemish Shabbos. A'im Milamed, this is a strange one. I feel like the Pirlik Rebbe is calling someone out, but I don't know who. Or, for example, there was a Melamid, a teacher. <speaking in Hebrew> he used to be teaching at a school that he sins and makes other people sin. He used to be teaching at a school where they teach subjects that take people far away from Yiddishkeit. <speaking in Hebrew> and he taught little children, Jewish children to not keep Torah and mitzvahs, to leave the religion. he said, and and let's say two people then coming over to this malamed, this malamed that's an evil malamed who's taking Jewish children and ruining their faith, and they convince him to be a Baal tshuva. He does tshuva and he becomes a malamed at a tamid kosher, a proper yeshiva, who is And He goes from someone who is Machatiya a sinner who caused others to sin, and he becomes a meritorious person who gives merits to other people. Doesn't that sound oddly specific? I feel like he's talking about someone. Anyway, In any of these cases, So what happens after 120? All three of these souls ascend to heaven. The the two people who made the Balchuva and the Baal tshuva, they're all up there. the two people who inspired him, they come to Bazdin Shamaila, and they're both holding him. He's the talis. He has they changed a sinner who was making other people sin and made him better. One claims, I made him a bal and the second one, and I get all the s'fos and the other one says, I made him a bal I get all the s'fos So this is more of a uh, kind of discussion, where you have multiple shluchim who have an effect on one person, and uh, obviously that was hinted to in him, but it's really spelled out in this mimer here. Um, in the nishimas where's my other screenshot? I think it's over here. Maybe. There it is. Maybe? That's what I want. Yes. So in the Rishimahs, we have an entire drush from the Rebbe on Ochsen. It's like 30 pages long. They printed it as an individual book. I haven't read all of it, but I've read pieces of it. And the Rebbe does the entire sugya al-pi'i And of course, and while doing that sugya al he addresses our nekuda, which is the actual Shanaim Ochsen. It's a long sugya. The Rebbe does the whole thing the way it's taught in the heavenly base madrash. But uh, I wanted to look into this in to see the Rebbe's twist. He does things a little bit differently here too. So this is the Rebbe's take on and Simbitalis, which is an evolution, I think, of the other things that we've seen up here. This is just a, a line that that uh, that does a slightly different twist. See, this is very different. So here, this is the case. We have Yis- we have Yisrael Silverstein here today. So Yisrael, <clears throat> your students one day they're going to grow up and do a lot of mitzvahs. And after 120 or, you know, whatever, a student could come and make the claim that you don't get any credit for their mitzvahs because you taught them Torah, but they of their own volition did Torah and mitzvahs. Whereas you have an equally good claim, a malamid has a claim. What do you mean? This guy would have ended up, you know, mugging people on the streets if I hadn't helped straighten him out. So here the machlekes is not between two people who each claim that they did a mitzvah or two people who each claim they affected another person. This is now between the person and his malamid that a person in his melamed after 120 years come up and say, hey, the melamed says, I made you. And he goes back, I was fine. And the two of them are trying to argue over who gets the merit for his mitzvahs. In that case, the Rebbe elaborates here, everybody has this in their lives, because every person is affected by other people. So literally every human who's ever lived has a claim of against those who affected them. In a lot of cases, very frequently we do mit- we do mitzvahs or learn Torah because somebody else inspires us. This happens all the time. Everybody's inspired by somebody and we all kind of owe our mitzvahs to each other. So every time some after 120, like the claim that comes for everybody in the Bez and Shalmayla, everybody claims a shani kulisheli. Everybody says I did this myself, and everybody else has a legitimate claim to how they helped them. That's the interconnectedness of a community. Is that it's a class? It's a cl- constant state of shnai so This is not a rare shaila. This is a shaila that happens in everybody at the end of everybody's life. Is how much credit is mine? How much credit is the people who influenced me? Now, what we've noticed, um, just to conclude, what we've noticed up until now throughout all of these Maimarim and letters and this Kuntras in the Dishimas is that we we don't have an answer for how the din works. The din is, that they each have to take an oath and they split the talis down the middle. In the Deshimetz and Shnei Mochzen, the Rebbe explains what that looks like, why each of them is taking a shvuah, and why eventually the din is, what they go, they do, so what he says, a shvuah is that we have to make sure, a shvuah shows seriousness. That's what a shvuah's job is. You take an oath, that shows that you're telling the truth. We don't assume people will give, what well, people will, what well, people will, uh, Make false oaths. We assume that they would rather lose money than make a false oath in many cases, which is why we have shvu'as in the Torah. So the malamid comes before Beznila and they say to the malamid What do you do? And the malamid goes, I, I contributed all of this. This, this, this boy, this girl, whatever, this person would not have been successful had it not been for my adrach. this inspiring person says, These people, they wouldn't have done Torah and if I hadn't inspired them. This rab says, I, I lifted up my congregation. They get, they, they each make the claim. And then the bezdin says, the bezin Shamayla says to them, okay, I want you to take a shvur. I The shvua is, I want you to show us exactly what you did, and we want to decide whether you did a good job or not. We want to see, when you gave this person Teichva, when you told this person he was rotten at a fabreng and threw kosla at his face, was it effective? Was it done in a way of love, or was it done in a way that actually turned him off more, and it's a miracle that he got anything done? Were you a Malamed who uh, inspired him or do you only think you were a Malamed who inspired him and in fact, the things you were doing turned him off and it's a miracle that he became from despite you, right? Is the is the merit because of you or in spite of you? That's the Shavua half for the Malamed. If the Malamed can, if they can legitimately show that the Melamed can take a shvua, that his methods were effective methods, not ineffective methods, that this rabbi giving the drushes was effective, not putting people to sleep or making them angrier, that this guy who threw coleslaw at someone else's face during a and changed his life, didn't just cover him in coleslaw, then that's a shvua, and he's now entitled to at least half the talis. Then they turn to the other guy, and they say to the other guy, can you show me that despite the fact that this one clearly inspired you, that this was coming from you, and that this wasn't just somebody else playing you like a puppet? that this wasn't you being inspired and this had nothing to do with you, but that deep down you really wanted to do this also, that you were also self-motivated and that sure, somebody in your life kicked things off, but that you were also somebody who, in your in your heart, was doing the work as well. That you needed maybe somebody to get you started, but you also tended your own flame. That you weren't entirely riding on someone else to inspire you. And if that person can also take that shavua in a way of absolute certainty, then the din is yachleku, that they both get the schos equally down the middle. If they can both demonstrate that they that they gave entirely. This is the way that the Rebbe describes it in, in Shanaimuchzen in the Rishimus.